Howdy everyone! How's it going? Welcome to All The Anime Podcast, coming to you from alltheanime.com. I'm Jeremy Graves. And I don't know how this works. What is this equipment? What, what is a podcast? How does this work? It's been too long. What are you talking about? We totally did one a while ago. Yeah, it was a shocking moment when we went back and looked when the last one of these was. And it's like, oh, oh, that's been a while. <laughs> well, the voice you're hearing there is Mr. Andy Hanley. Yes, that is me. I, I, I now recall my name, at least. We're making progress. <laughs> this is how we do a podcast, apparently. <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. We we fully appreciate it. Is I think we worked out it's been roughly a year since we did a last quote-unquote regular-style podcast, excluding the Scott and Loves Anime special, which is something that will, will happen until the end of time, most likely. But uh, yeah, it's been a while. So, um, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Easter... Uh, if you celebrated Valentine's Day, I hope you had a lovely time with your significant other. Uh, what other events have there been? Happy Father's Day, Happy Mother's Day, um, National Bikini Day, wasn't it, the other day? Probably, yeah. National Penguin Day, I don't know, so many days. I know, right. But yes, folks, welcome to the show. We are here to talk about, to be quite frank, we don't know what we're going to talk about. We're just going to see how this goes. We just wanted to get a feel for this again. We wanted to try and get it back up and running. So we very much just decided to plow into our recording space and see what comes out of our gobs. But what we will tell you is you can find our website at alltheanime.com. That's where you'll find details on our upcoming and and currently available releases. You can also find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash alltheanime. We are also on Twitter and Instagram, our usernames being allttheanime. And if you want to check out some videos such as trailers and clips and of beautiful releases that we've got coming out, and also unboxing videos, I mustn't forget that because I've started doing those again, it is youtube.com slash alltheanime. Did I hit all the, all the right social medias there? Yes, I think we hit all the animes, as it were. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh. So how have you been, buddy? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm good. It's uh, Another year has passed, and I'm, I'm still here <laughs> on, on, on this earth, so I'm, I'm going to count that as a win. There you go, there you go. Yeah, it's, a, it's, been quite a, it's been quite a unique year since our last regular podcast. A lot of stuff has happened. A heck of a lot. <laughs> and from theatrical screenings of things, obviously, to upcoming things that we're very excited about, including a variety of new releases. I'm just going to basically just jump ahead now to try and give some semblance of order as to what the heck is going on, because we've got a lot of new things coming out. And to try and, again, get some things back into a form of relative order here, our, our latest release at the time of recording, which this is on the 9th of July, this week, Welcome to the Ballroom Part 1 came out. Yes, indeed, yeah. Uh, the, the first English uh, territory to release it on Blu-ray. So uh, a, a, an exciting opportunity for us to do something a bit different. And it's, it's a cool, cool, fun little show. So it's, mm. uh, it's really nice that we can, uh, we can bring that out. So, uh, so well worth checking out, I would say. Indeed, it's something that chances are a lot of you may not have seen. Because although it did get streamed and was available to see in the UK, it was on a platform which realistically doesn't necessarily promote that heavily it has a show. Mm, yeah. So if you've never seen it before, this is the perfect opportunity to dive in and get the first English language Blu-ray release. And I say English language, I should clarify in saying, when like when Andy said English territory release, that is probably the better way to phrase it because this is a subtitled only show. It's got some great animations from, um, it's directed by Yoshimi Itazu, who was a director 
of pigtails, which you may remember. Well, we haven't talked about it on the podcast, obviously, because it's been so long. <laughs> but earlier this year, we did release the production IG short films of pigtails and other short stories, pigtails being the primary film in that collection. And there was the storyboard book as well, which Rashimi Atazi was heavily involved with curating for us and getting that together and such. So if you enjoy Pigtails, or perhaps you see Ballroom and want to check out his other work, you can. But he is the director of this. And the show is from Production IG as well, correct? Yes, I think so. Mm. That sounds right. <laughs> it's a bad sign of that, isn't it? When we have to double-check info like that. But it, it, in fact, it is actually from Production IG, just quickly checking a note of mine. And So if you need another couple of shows to emphasise what they've done before, we could name Ghost in the Shell Indeed. As, as a very easy example. Uh, Kuroko's Basketball and uh, Haikyuu. And uh, the reason I mention those two specifically is because this has been compared in some people's eyes to a sports anime. Yeah, I mean, it kind of is in its broadest strokes. You know, it, it is the, the typical story of, you know, kid who doesn't know what he wants to do, falls into the world of, of ballroom dancing completely by accident, finds out that he has this huge passion for it. And so, you know, you have kind of tournament arcs, if you like, where, you know, he gets involved in ballroom dancing tournaments. It's like being an anime fan. Yeah, there's a, there's a, <laughs> there's a bunch of a bunch of kind of personal drama and, and character stuff. But, uh, you know, it's the ballroom dancing and kind of the characters and their motivations are sort of unique enough that it's not just a sports anime. Like, if, mm. you, if you feel like you've seen sports shows and think, like, ah, I've seen all that before. Like, there is, there is something different and unique to this series that kind of sets it apart from, from a lot of, of the other contenders in that field. And also the fact it is focused on dancing, which... I think it's fair to say, in in many circles, on a much, much broader scale, when you think of shows like Strictly Come Dancing and whatnot, and there's been Dancing on Ice and stuff like that over the years, dancing is very much, I mean, obviously speaking more from a British culture point of view, because I can't speak to anywhere else, although I think America does have Dancing with the Stars, I want to say it's called, yeah. which is their version of Strictly Come Dancing, but dancing is very, very prevalent. I've got a bit of a background in it myself, having done lots of musical theatre and stuff over the years. So I was very interested in checking this show out, and what I really, really enjoyed was the mixture of of the the comedy, the situ the comedy in the situation, because that's always going to be unique and awkward in many different ways. You can just imagine, like, boy does dancing, has to pair up with a girl, gets very nervous. It leads to a lot of you funny interesting things that happen which you can just guess immediately but then there's the other side of it where it becomes very serious like you've got to be serious about dancing and then they're sort of isolating particular things you need to practice and the discipline involved and whatnot and it's a really cool exploration into the world of dancing in general obviously in its own unique and fancy way but it's got a, a wonderful charm to it i think mm. it's fair to say yeah i mean well, one of the things i always like about about this kind of show in general is I always enjoy learning new things about an interest that isn't my own. Like, you know, any kind of hobby or anything that people are passionate about, it's always really interesting to see these kind of series that delve into some of the nitty-gritty of, like, you know, dancing techniques. It's like it's not something I've ever thought about or cared about, but it's just kind of interesting to see that stuff brought into, you know, into this story. And you kind of... You, it's one of those shows you come away from thinking, like, ah, you know, I learned something new today. Like, not something I'm ever going to use again, but it's, it's nice to have that knowledge. When are you going to learn... To, to stand in first position in ballet, yeah. if, if that's a thing that happens exactly. in the show. I don't know, admittedly, I haven't got that far. I've only sort of delved into like the first part of it that, that we've just released, literally. 
so yeah so if you want to learn about welcome to the ballroom or want to learn more about it i should say if you head over to our blog which is blog.alltheanime.com that is the one thing i did not mention at the top of the show still getting back into the swing of things we do have an article on there which, uh, which sort of there's a nice introduction to the series so if, if, we, if what we've just said interests you a little bit and you want to learn more really do recommend that you check that out in fact you know what i'll put that in the show notes as well i'll make a note to myself actually to do that right now about show notes so on that front Andy again we've had lots of sort of other things come out recently and uh, another one which I know that we're both enjoying watching and such is Sword Art Online Alternative Gun Gale Online because yes. part one of that is available now yes indeed yeah so this is the Sword Art Online spin-off um, originally created by the uh, the author of Kino's Journey another title of us as it happens um, and I think this was a show that everybody was kind of perhaps a little reticent about when it first came out because a it's a spin-off and you know we know spin-offs can can be hit or miss b it's set in the kind of gun girl online setting which is not everybody's favorite part of sword Art online even though i quite like it personally um but yeah sao alternative like does really good work with that like you know it, it does away with the main cast of characters and goes with its its own original set of characters and you know it builds up some really good kind of good storylines around them and it just it's really nice in in terms of the way it kind of deep dives into gun girl online as an online world as well like it does it does some interesting and very kind of prescient and timely stuff around you know there's a battle royale mode and uh, as we know everybody loves a battle royale at this point in time um so it does some cool stuff with that with the actual mechanics of that world um, but you know, it has a really likable main character and and some some really good kind of supporting cast as well. And uh, yeah, like it's it's really enjoyable and and it looks really good as well. You know, it's it's one of those things where again, it's not A One Pictures who you know animates mainline Sword Art Online, so everybody was like, ah, oh, maybe it's not gonna, you know, it's it's not gonna have the same budget. It's not gonna look as good. But actually, it's it's a decent looking show as well. Like it it, it captures everything that it needs to, and it and it has. Uh, it has a kind of vibrancy to it, especially when it comes to some of its action stuff. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's a really good show all round. Agreed. I, I really, really enjoy it. And I think when you mention sort of how it's presented and such and the vibrancy, I think that's echoed in the studio that, that actually brought you this show. The, the, before they've done one of our favourite shows, Princess Principle, mm. they've done that before as well as Flip Flappers, both of which have their very own aesthetic and visual I've pressed it the wrong way actually but there you go but they have their own style to them to themselves which really stands out and sets them apart from the rest of the pack and that's the same with Gungale I I remember when this show was first announced I wasn't what's the way to put this I was looking forward to it more from the perspective of exploring more of GGO because I always thought that that's something that I want to know more about I want to know more about the world of the game what else is going on because they do have to focus so centrally on the primary cast for obvious reasons. But when there's going to be a spin-off introducing new characters who are heavily into the game, it's just a really cool dynamic. And for some people, they were just happy it wasn't going to have the main cast in it. And they actually checked it out and really enjoyed this. And I'm sure for some people that probably meant then that that was like, okay, I guess I kind of like Sword Art Online. Maybe I should check out the main version of it and see what you think. But as an alternative, as the the title implies it, it, it is a great little show it, it's 12 episodes total part one as we said is available now it, uh, it's a blu-ray collector's edition set it is a blu-ray only title and if you want to try something a bit different this is a great one to pick yeah for sure so looking forward for a second because we're not going to sort of just keep going back through all of our releases throughout the entire year because we'll be here until the, until the cows come home but we could but looking forward to again at the time of recording next week 
the uh, the fifteenth of July, Andy sees the release of a, of a pretty big film in the world. Just overall, in the world of anime, regardless what people think of it, because let's call a spade a spade. It's been a mixed bag for some people. Hmm. When it comes to anime fans, it's either been something that has not necessarily clicked, just hasn't tugged at their heartstrings, or maybe they've absolutely loved it. It's one that has kind of divided opinion, but the one thing it has done is it struck a chord with a larger general audience, as judged by all the reactions that it was getting around the time it was being released late last year, including when we screened it in the cinemas. That being Mamoru Hosoda's most recent film, Mirai, because that finally arrives on Blu-ray and DVD this coming week, that being the 15th of July at the time of recording. And it's going to be released on Blu-ray, on DVD, as I mentioned. And also, there will be a collector's edition set. That being said, if you haven't ordered it yet, you might want to do it soon, because that thing is pretty much out of print. Yes, indeed, yeah. It has sold incredibly well, as has have the standard editions. It's been really nice to see the, the uptake on that uh, that title as a whole. You know, obviously, when we, we put the film into cinemas, you know, we, we did pitch it towards a a broader audience than just anime fans like it is very much a it's a family film in a very literal sense like you know it is a film about family and uh, you know it, it very much resonates with people outside of the normal anime fan sphere you know parents and uh, you know people with siblings etc in particular um, and it's been nice to see that kind of follow through from, from the theatrical release and uh, the, the exhibition that we ran in London around Mamoru Soda's works that, that went down really well I mean, it's been nice to see that transition through to the uh, the uh, home video release. We've, we've had a lot of, of positive feedback and people who are uh, excited about being able to own it for themselves. Indeed, and if you guys want to see a preview of the, the English dub of the film specifically, we are releasing some preview clips across our social media and on our YouTube channel as well. So if you want to get a, a, a sample as to how that is shaping up and maybe even just get a taster of the film as well, you can check out those. Plus, Andy, we must, mustn't forget to plug our, our exclusive trailer for the film as well. Yes, indeed. Our, our very own Cat Hall has, has cut a, a trailer, as she has with some other films that we've released. And as per usual, she's done a, a bang-up job of it. So, uh, yeah, if you, if you kind of want to see you know that, that take on it as a... A, just to see what it's like, because it's a good trailer, and B, if, if you're looking for a, a reason to uh, persuade some, some family or friends to, to check out the film, it's, uh, it's a good way of doing it, I'd say. Indeed, and as mentioned, that is out this coming Monday, the 15th of July, and you can order it from all retailers, so search for whoever you like to buy from. Heck, maybe go into, go into a brick-and-mortar store. They'll hopefully have it there. And, and pick up your copy, and also, if you do pick it up and you want to share that with us, send us a picture. Send us a picture of your set when you have it, and you can tag us in at all the anime, obviously on all those platforms. We would love to hear from you guys and let us know what you think of it as well. So from there, everybody, continuing on the the, the trend. I really haven't done this in a while, have I? <laughs> continuing on the train of looking ahead. Let's move into the summer because some of you may have seen it on our blog recently. We announced that this summer here at All the Anime is very much the summer of Gundam. The Gundam franchise in general is celebrating its 40th anniversary this year, so we wanted to get in on the action of that, and there is a lot of stuff going on. But before we get to specifically what we're going to be releasing as part of our Summer of Gundam window, if you will, we do want to make note about a special event happening in Birmingham as part of TF Nation, don't we, Andy? Yes, indeed, yeah. Um, so uh, this, uh, this time around, we have uh, partnered with TF Nation, which 
For people who are unaware, it's, it's actually a Transformers convention primarily, which uh, I've actually been to once. It's a really good con because uh, uh, I'm secretly also a Transformers nerd. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I went to that a few years ago, and it's a really cool convention. Um, over recent years, they've kind of done partnerships with various other sort of you know franchises, etc., that kind of fit into that sphere of hey, robots are cool. Um, and uh, this year round, it is, it is Gundam's turn. And, and very timely it is too, uh, 40th anniversary and all of that. So, uh, so yeah, TF Nation will have the uh, the rather smartly titled Gundam Wing, which uh, you see our, what they did there, which ourselves and our, our friends at uh, Gundam Mad are, are uh, running. So, uh, buy your Gunpla and of course buy lots of Gundam on Blu-ray because why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. There's going to be a lot of stuff there, including some pre-sales there as uh, to, to complement that in the Gundam Wing. Now, the event itself, if you're interested in going, takes place from the 16th to the 18th of August. The location is the Hilton Birmingham Metropole Hotel, which is really not that far away from... from is it the NEC? Yeah, it's basically it's, right next door to the yeah, NEC. Yeah, it, it's pretty much next door to the NEC, so it's very, very easy to get to from a transport perspective. But you know what else, though, Andy, which is something I'm really happy that we're able to offer people is people may want to go, but if they want to get a bit off the price, we've actually got an offer that can help with that because people can save 25% off their entry price. Yes, indeed, yeah. If you want to uh, to go to TF Nation yourself, yeah, we have a 25% discount. So uh, if you head on over to our blog, um, you should be able to find that discount code. Um, so, um, yeah, go go check that out and uh, drop in the code and uh, you, can, you can get some, some cheap tickets for a, a good weekend. We've got a discount code, so the easy way to go about that is if you find our blog post, which is titled The Summer of Gundam Begins Here, then on there you can find the direct link to the TF Nation website, and then there you can enter your details and whatnot and register, and then you can input that code to get 25% off your entry price. There is a boatload of Gundam-related stuff happening, as you alluded to earlier, Andy, Gunpla-related, you can be able to build stuff, perhaps get your, your start into the world of Gunpla, because Garenda, who runs Gundam Mad, to say he is an expert at everything that perhaps building Gunpla entails is an understatement. His knowledge is obscenely great when it comes to perhaps how how good you may be at, mod, at building models and such. Where should you start? How difficult do you want to get? Or you're wanting something more more challenging, I suppose is the word? Hmm. Or, or more... What, higher grade because that's what that yeah. different grades of Gunpla. Apologies for not sounding like I'm an expert, folks. Because I'll be honest, I'm not. Gun Gunpla building is something I've wanted to get into, but it is such a minefield. But Gorinda has, on more than one occasion, all but convinced me I should do it. <laughs> and uh, I've had to hold off because it can become an expensive hobby. But I know for a fact that Keith is um, Keith is, is very much into his Gunpla building. He kind of, I, I don't know his exact policy on it, but I know he has like one that he had his eyes set on for a very long time. And eventually he got hold of it. And I know it's been like a project of his that he's been doing. So we might actually uh, touch on that a bit later when we get him on the podcast. Mm, indeed. And yeah, I mean, there, there will also be a, a few talks and panels over the weekend as well. So again, if, if you're looking for uh, for entry points and for, for some pointers as to, to how to, to get into all of that stuff, then uh, there will be, be people on hand to uh, tell you what you need to know. Indeed, but we mentioned there would be some pre-sales of some Gundam Blu-rays there, so that is kind of, in a way, a perfect segue to what we've got coming out in the home video department as far as Gundam releases go. Now, we know it's been a bit of a while since we were able to bring more Gundam out. A lot of things have come up, but that is changing. And we kick things off, Andy, at the end of July, because July 29th is a pretty strong day for Gundam, as the finally long-awaited long awaited final part of the UC 
timeline, as it were, that we have been doing so far that was from the original Mobile Suit Gundam through Zeta, then Double Zeta, the next chapter, that almost, that culmination of all of that, Char's Counterattack, the movie, a, a very, very, very popular film in the world of Gundam, getting its first ever Blu-ray release in the UK, and that is happening on the 29th of July. Yes, indeed, yeah. I mean, one of the things that, you know, we, we've very much been doing as, as part of our kind of Gundam plans for this year is, is listening to the titles that the people want, that, you know, the, what what you want to see as prioritised, and Charles Counterattack was definitely one that a lot of people were, were very hungry for, you know, quite understandably, as, as you say, is the the climax to the story of, of much of what we've released thus far so uh you know it's it's a good uh, it's it's a good final chapter if you like for for that story so uh so yeah like i, I got to see it for the first time as as part of seeing this Likewise. and it's uh, is is a good film is is some good gundam there is some, there are some amazing visuals in that film Yes, yeah, it's definitely like I mean, again, like especially coming on from like the the original Mobile Suit Gundam, you can kind of see how far how far they came in in the period from from that through to through to this because mm. it's uh, definitely a a step up in terms of animation quality. It's a whole other level in, in places. It is insane. So that's going to be available as a Blu-ray limited collector's edition set. In that, it will come packed in a rigid case. You'll get an Amaray inside that will hold the disc. In addition to that, you get five art cards with some awesome art on it. It's got to be said. I'm, I'm tempted to frame my copy of it as well when I've got it, just because I really want to do something cool with them. But speaking of framing, there's also going to be a poster in there. That will come inside the box. It's about, I think it's 34 by 40 centimetres. Yeah. I believe that is the dimensions, if I remember correctly. Yeah, just just a little bigger than A3, if that's of any help yeah. to people. Yeah, there you go. So, And that is something I'm definitely going to look to frame and put up in my flat somewhere, because it's just something I want to start doing, quite frankly, because they're going to look blooming cool. And also worth noting, folks, the film itself is dubbed and subbed. So you get both versions, and also 2.0 and 5.1 audio options on both English and Japanese as well. Yep, yep, indeed. And both the dub and sub are, are, are good for that. Like, I mean, you know, not not every Gundam has the greatest dub in the world, it's probably fair to say, but Charles Countach is a good one. And we mentioned sort of Zeta and Double Zeta very much sort of leading in to into Charles Counterattack. For those of you who have not started your collections of those yet, they will be getting re-releases, as it were. They'll be getting standard edition Blu-rays with Zeta Part 1 coming on the 29th of July. And then over the course of August and September and October, you will be having Zeta Part 2 and Double Zeta Parts 1 and 2 as well. But there's another thing we mentioned in the context of all of that, Andy which was the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Yes, indeed. So, uh, so yeah, because, uh, you know, it it makes sense for you to be able to own as much Gundam as possible if you're, you're new to all of this. Um, and uh, given that our previous uh, Mobile Suit Gundam trilogy release was uh, out of print and has been for a little while, we are returning to that and uh, re-releasing that as a standard edition Blu-ray with uh, without the uh, collector's box that, uh, that we previously uh, sold it with. So, uh, yeah, if you want to go right back to the very start of Mobile Suit Gundam, them um the three film set is a really good way to do that and that is also now coming to a standard edition blu-ray from the 29th of july so where you can you can basically burn through the entire original universal century arc with no excuses you have no excuses not to, not to know <laughs> everything that happens in that there will be a quiz later in the year there you go but yeah for those of you wondering and you may think gundam trilogy that sounds familiar we have released it before, but it was a set exclusive to our AllTheAnime.com online store. It was limited to 500 copies, and 
Man, that went pretty blooming quickly, it has got to be said. And we know it has been a long time coming, but that movie collection will finally be available to purchase once again. Now, there is more Gundam to talk about, Andy. Because I think it's fair to say, and like we even said this like at Comic-Con when we first revealed this at the end of May, but one of the most requested titles we had when Anime Limited first announced its partnership to bring Gundam to the UK was is probably arguably... In fact, yeah, it's arguably probably one of the most popular Gundam series in the UK purely because of how much exposure it had to the UK market. It originally aired on Cartoon Network over here. I remember watching it in the after-school block, which I won't go into massive great lengths on now because I'm sure I'll be talking about that come nearer the time of release. But Mobile Suit Gundam Wing is coming to Blu-ray. I am far too excited about this. I actually started doing the QC process on discs today and I, I watched the first episode, which I've not seen. I want to say I've potentially not seen it since like maybe the mid 2000s, so maybe like 2004, 2005. And you saw me after I watched that episode, Andy. I was far too hyped. Yeah, I mean, we, we get excited about a lot of the titles we, we work on here, but I mean, I, I think just. It's kind. It's kind of like watching a rabbit popping out of a hole. Anytime Gundam Wing gets mentioned in the office, like Jeremy will pop up from whatever he's doing. Like, what did somebody say? Gundam Wing. What about Gundam Wing? Are the Gundam Wing discs here yet? Uh, I mean, pr pretty much tore them out of my hand when they arrived in the post this morning. So, so keen was he to to to, to rewatch the series. Oh, I'm. I, the the again, I'm going to go more into Gundam Wing sort of down the line, closer to its release, but. Watching that first episode, I had, I think, I'm pretty sure I had one of the, nearly the same feelings, if not near enough the same feelings, from when I first watched it, when it, that debut episode was shown on Cartoon Network. Everything about it, the feel, the soundtrack, the presentation, it was such a fantastic viewing experience. And I'm sure I, I pretty embarrassed myself from ways I was reacting or as I was trying to take notes and stuff, just frantically trying to write them down and get back to watching it and such. Yeah, I mean, it's always a good sign when that happens, though, because there are so many things that are like, you know, things that you cherish from your like childhood and teenage years and then you revisit them and it's just like, oh, that's really disappointing. So it's always mm. really nice when you find something like, oh no, this still holds up. This is actually still really good. And for those of you wondering, the English dub is included on it. It's English dub and in Japanese with subtitles. And admittedly, the episode one that I watched was in Japanese with subtitles, which I've never watched it in Japanese before. And, and the, the Japanese casting is really freaking good. I mean, for obvious reasons, it's a Gundam show. <laughs> but just when you're, when you're so attached to a particular voice cast, it's kind of like when you look at Dragon Ball Z, there was the original Ocean dub, and then it switched over to the Funimation dub, and then it's, it changes here and there. There are still loads of people who are really locked into that Ocean dub, because that is the dub that was shown over here in the UK on TV far more than the Funimation dub. But the Funimation dub is a lot more prevalent and has been e far easier to access from the perspective of DVDs and Blu-rays. But there is still that hardcore fan base who love that Ocean dub. Yeah. Especially yeah. like the original voice of Vegeta as well. Like that's a that's an iconic voice of Vegeta. Yeah. Ch changes to English dub continues to be a contentious issue, even in 2019. <laughs> uh, so yes, folks, Gundam Wing is coming to Blu-ray. We'll have more details in the coming weeks for you. So make sure you stay tuned to our social media channels, our website, alltheanime.com, and as soon as we've got more info to tell you about, we will do just that. But the key details to know for now is it will be released over two sets, a part one and part two. Part one will come up with a box to store both halves of the show in. And part two will be coming later this year. But for those of you wondering, what about the movie, Endless Waltz? 
that will be getting a release down the line as well. But there is something we also need to know when it comes to how that's going to be handled, isn't it, Andy? Yes, that's right. Yeah. So as we mentioned at uh, Comic-Con in May, we've kind of been looking at what we can do in terms of what we dubbed at the time a deluxe edition, for want of a better word, for people that wanted the entire series, the movie, you know, the, the whole shebang in a nice big box. Obviously, we don't want people to have to, to wait and hold off on buying parts one and part two when they, they come along. Uh, so we are making arrangements for that, let's just say, to make sure, you know, you can buy each part as it comes out and you'll still be able to own a complete edition that all comes in one big box at the end of the process. Um, so we're still kind of finalising exactly what we're doing with that and, and when. Uh, so, yeah, basically, rest assured, you'll have a really awesome collection for all of Gundam Wing at some point but you can still just buy the individual parts as they come out and you know you won't be missing out on anything exactly because that is our commitment to you guys you guys know that we always try and do our best to be as accommodating as humanly possible and once again we pull no punches on that front hey everybody Jeremy just quickly interjecting here before we get to the next section of the podcast from this point on, we're actually going to be talking about Evangelium, because given it's been on Netflix and such, we wanted to just give our thoughts on watching it and such, and we wanted to join in the conversation very much. So the rest of this podcast is literally going to be talking about experiences of watching Evangelion and such. We're also going to be talking about the 10-minute preview video for the fourth rebuild of Evangelion film that was shown at Japan Expo, Anime Expo, and other places around the world and such. We're going to be talking about that, so uh, this is just basically an advance warning, uh, spoiler warning, basically. We do our best to keep this discussion as spoiler-free as possible, but inevitably, it just doesn't work out that way. So this is just to give you a heads up, spoiler warning for upcoming discussions on Evangelion. With that said, let's get on with the rest of the show. Well, folks, we are back now, and uh, Andy and I have uh, quickly taken a moment to, to grab Keith and Kat from the office. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. It's been a while. It's been a long, long it's time. Been 10 years. <laughs> well, you're not far off, in fairness. <laughs> when was the last time that you did So we talked about this at the beginning of it's the show. It's been 60 years. Yeah. It is, it, it's officially been over a year since wow. we did our last regular one. I know, right? And hey, we picked a good time to come, uh, to come back into the fray and change up things a little bit, because today we are talking about a little show called Evangelium. Now, before anyone gets their hopes up of us announcing that we've got the license for it, no. I'm just going to say that now. No is the answer to that. <laughs> We're not here to try and talk about that or anything, or try and tease you or anything. We're actually here to talk about the fact it's on Netflix, and uh, all three of you have had a chance to sample it, either in a complete way or in an incomplete way. I haven't seen any of it yet, so I, I can't talk to it, but I just thought we should just get some thoughts, just shoot the breeze a little bit, see what you guys think. So, um, who wants to start, I guess? Well, do you have any specific questions about yeah. it, first of all? I mean, you've, 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 right, okay, you've, you've thrown that out there. there. Okay, you want us to start? Okay, well, okay, well, let, let's, okay, first of all, so all three of you have seen the original series before, right? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so when it got onto Netflix, what was, like, the circumstances when you first started watching it on Netflix this time? Like, was it, like, say, you've been up for a week playing a game and you were on lack of sleep and then you tried to watch Evangelion? Or was it just, nope, it's Eva Knight, getting a pizza, and I'm going to start watching yeah, well, it's just because it, it hit Netflix after it's been a while since you could really. I mean, can you still get the DVDs off it firsthand? No, first hand, they're no very chance. difficult. No, yeah, they're quite very difficult to come by. But... If you pay someone like four hundred quid uh, for a platinum set on Amazon or yeah. something, yeah, but... yeah, but yeah, at least it hasn't been easily available for a while, and now it's on Netflix, ready for 
a new generation to hit it, but binge culture style, which is... Mm. Oh, that's that's something. Yeah, because <laughs> when I first watched it, it was late night sci-fi channel. Mm. So episode a week, which... Uh, times but yeah but still uh, <laughs> yeah but evangelion uh, you can watch it in chunks it's not one i would recommend binging in one no. go because when i got all the dvds back in the day i did do that once and that was a bad <laughs> yeah. but yeah mostly it was just to just see it again especially as this, this new dub which uh, everybody was uh, raising eyebrows over mm. so it was just to see how that compared to the original because I always used to watch it dubbed mm. and I was a great fan of the original dub warts and all so mm. I was keen to see how the new how uh, the new one would come across so actually that, that's a good that's probably the first question I should have asked realistically like, did you watch it dub or sub first of all yeah I mean I, I stuck with it subtitled this time around I've Never really watched Evangelion dubbed. I've always gone with the subtitle version, so, so you I, don't have heartwarming s- memories of Spike Spencer screaming. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> no, I, I, I stuck with what I knew, and uh, you know, obviously the subtitles are, are different, etc., etc. But you know, it's, it's fundamentally the same experience, give or take some tweaks here and there. More jelly donuts. Uh, yeah, oh, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully not gone. Thankfully not gone quite down that route. But, uh, what about you? so Keith? New Dublin for you? Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Yes, yeah, it's it's good, yeah. it's good. Were you as well in Cap New Dub? Yeah, I mean, I watched the New Dub. Um, yeah, I have I have no complaints. I think they I, they've done a solid job, and I think what what's the name of the person they've got doing Shinji? I probably should have looked that up before I came in. I'll, I'll attempt to look it up, but, but you can do uh, But they 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 have put in an excellent performance. Shinji is. I mean, uh, iconic to my uh, younger years, though the Spike Spencer dub was uh, the the new VA. Does some good quality screaming, but uh, their screaming doesn't cut into my brain as uh, as much as uh, Mr. Spencer's did. Uh, Casey Mungillo. If we just butchered your name, sorry. <laughs> but, 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 but Casey was Shinji. Yes, that's what I'm getting Casey, around, Casey has done a fantastic job. They've all been quite loyal to the original dub in terms of the sort of like. Yeah, because the VA for Asuka has tried to put the same tone and inflection that Tiffany Grant used to. I mean, the one comment I saw from a few people is that the teenagers sound more like teenagers in this one. Is yes. that fair for Yeah, them? yeah. They, they, they do sound like youth, which is, yeah. which is nice. Which we are not anymore. But yeah, no, I. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh amazing. shit! Evangelion, you are not youth anymore. You, know, you, you may have grown up with this show, but you're no longer depressed teenagers. But yeah, uh, like, I mean, overall, yeah, I I have no issues with the dub. They've done a, they've done a good job, and yeah, I can't say fairer than that. I think the only comment I would make on the whole thing is because obviously there has been tr- some translation differences with the script, and of course mm. the big one that everyone was up in arms over was. Uh, Karu's uh, I love you Shinji being changed to what was it I like you and uh, I have your grace yeah we're, we're worthy of my grace you're worthy, yes, of, my you're grace. worthy of my grace yeah that's the only one I'm a little and that's a very difficult translation decision like that's a that's a very ambivalent bit in the original Japanese yeah um, I mean I've, I've seen some interesting articles on that right the original trans uh, the, the, in the original Japanese yes it is a very ambivalent open to interpretation phrase but in 
not even in the context of what people were used to from the prior dub, but even for a new audience, when Kwaru uh, delivers the line, Shin, you know, when they're there in the bath together, him and Shinji are there in the bath together. Spoilers if you've not seen this, by the way. There's a bath scene in an anime. When Kwaru delivers that line, Shinji uh, blushes like you wouldn't believe, yeah. and he hasn't done that with any other character, because... Yeah, I think love would definitely would have been a better yeah. fit for the uh, for the English take on it. I mean, I can understand the reasoning why they've changed it, but I think overall they should have they should have stuck with love. Because mm. especially without get spoilers, the way things go later on in that episode <laughs> and what happens between them and with Shinji, the emotional impact of that is made far more severe by you know, the greater depth of feeling that is conveyed by love as opposed to, you know, you have my grace. As opposed to Game of Thrones talk. <laughs> but uh, the only, the one major thing I've seen about the dub, I want to say it was from the original person that translated it. Oh, Amanda Winley. There you go. Oh, yeah, I, what, I think what, I know what you're about to what, get. What yeah. she put out on Twitter, oh, which yeah. was something to the effect of, for 20 years, <laughs> I have put up with fanboys telling me I translated it wrong. Well, that's it. They, yeah, fanboys bitching that there should have been a more literal translation. That's why. And now they have a more literal translation and they're, and they're fucked up by that as well. Oh, can't be everyone happy again. Could go out of your way to find the tweet, folks. I don't have it loaded up, but it is like the best tweet. In uh, the- I, I can understand uh, Amanda's frustrations because, yeah, localizing things for an English market. <laughs> is not easy especially for something like Evangelion that is so it it has so many layers to it and I mean you know one of the joys of re-watching it and actually one of the joys for me of re-watching it as I've grown older from like kind of teenage me to watch it the first time (laughs) through to not teenage me (laughs) but to watch it this time is like you you get something different you get a different reading out of that show every time you go back to it because your own life experiences mean that yeah. you associate more with different characters. Exactly. You kind of, exactly. <laughs> yeah, when you're it's a kid, it's like, yeah, when you're a kid, it's like, oh, like, I can totally relate to these teenagers. When you're older, it's like, man, I wish I could drink beer in the morning like this. Drink beer. Well, you can. Maybe you should on But yeah, like, there are different layers to it based on those those characters. And, and you know, even stuff like the, the bureaucracy and stuff around, you know, nerve. And everything that goes on it's stuff like as, as you get kind of a bit more world weary you kind of you, you get a, a whole different kind of perspective on everything that that series does actually that's tangentially brought up something for me that I do have one other criticism of the dub <laughs> okay. and it's like I don't mind that they've changed they've gone with slightly different pronunciations for things like uh, nerve and sale but um, pick one. Yeah. Pick one. Oh, do they yeah. flip flop between there's the two? Been some, yeah, be. and there's some really weird ones in there. I mean, I don't mind if you decide to make it weird, but keep it consistent. But what's all the examples then? Because again, I'm not seeing. Well, so. n- nerve is mostly nerf at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> what it, it's what it sounds. What, like. What, like a nerf gun? They're, that's what they. That's the way they're intoning it. In a lot of cases, it sounds more like yeah, the uh, yeah. They go from all Germans kind of pronunciation of a lot of that stuff. It seems in terms of you know the kind of acronyms and, and names etc. within the series from from what I've heard. But yeah, it's just it, I've heard a few people mention it's that inconsistency of whether it's nerve or niv or nerf, <laughs> yeah, Nivea or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> Maybe that should be the new campaign for Shinji because you're worth it. Ugh. What do you think, Kat? 
I figured you guys would be quite like in depth with it. I like, obviously I've watched it a few times and I'm still early on mm. in the, the so, so where have you got to in your new in your new watch oh, I guess? Well Roughly. Episode wise. Um I'm just after sh- I'm really, really early on there because I realise I'm just after Shinji decided to actually come home. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> you know one. I mean? The whole that he spends on the train on the in the cinema and the circle line, yeah. <laughs> I mean I've never seen a, a train so quiet in my life before. It, it, it's in the Japan dream. Or in London, really. It's the dream. And yeah, I was just looking at it like wow, he didn't even like even when it was Russia it was like, nope, no one was packed in. He's just there the whole time. I'm gonna travel like he does really. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm just in there, but like I still remember like key points in the series, obviously, and I'm looking forward to it. And I think it's just been fun seeing when the it's more just the build up to it that got me obviously excited again, especially on like Twitter and things, and seeing people being like, "Oh man, you know, I'm so excited for this." And there's some people like, "Oh, like people are in my age are like, oh, I've never seen it, you know, what's it like?" And I've just been like reading them and going, "Oh." oh, oh. <laughs> I think I remember tweeting going like You're oh, for a bad time. Yeah, I was just like I can't remember what what did I say? It was something along the lines of, Oh, you know, like happy Evangelion Day is out and for those that haven't seen it before, you're in for a ride. Because it's just really like You'll never be the same. Yeah, and obviously like everyone that knows everyone always says, watch the series, watch the precursor to the films. Which is the the ones where it's the recap? Death and rebirth. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, because that's films. like first, first half is recaps, second and then half is the plot. material, yeah. and then end of Evangelion, and then which is completely. I just completely can't wait material. for everyone to get to end of Evangelion. Oh, I haven't. I my haven't. favorite song in it. I haven't summoned up the courage to start watching those <laughs> no, yet. I got to the yeah. I've got to the end of the series, but yeah. much like some of my other favorite cinematic. Uh, <laughs> pieces that I really like but I've only watched very rarely because you really have to be in the right headspace for it like mm. Children of Men for example but mm. End of Evangelion is that yeah. kind of ilk where um, I've not seen it in forever so that's the thing <laughs> I, 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 I need I need to be in a happy mood to watch it because I know at the end I'm going <laughs> to be fucking happy miserable armor on, yeah. get a bottle of wine because if, if I go into that too low already it's just going to be oh. floor, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's but, I mean, I, I think one of the things following on from what Kat said, one of the, the real joys for me, apart from re-watching the show myself, has been watching a whole new generation of people oh, like yeah. oh, engage yeah. with that. Because I genuinely wasn't sure, like, because we, we've we kind of lived in this bubble where we've known Evangelion our entire kind of lives as anime fans. Yeah. And we're like, and f- was it good? Or is it just... Yeah, uh, and there's this whole new generation that have, come, you know, that have grown up with a bunch of other shows who are completely new to this. A friend of mine had never watched Evangelion and I kind of like primed her like, when this comes out on Netflix, you need to watch it. I need to see what you make of it. And she loves it. She thinks it's fantastic. And I've seen that from a lot of people. And, and also people outside of, of anime fandom who, have because it's on Netflix, because it's accessible, have gone out and been like, okay, everybody, this is blown up on social media. Everyone's talking about this. I want to check it out. People who would, you know, actually identify as people who do not like anime, but they've watched an episode or two and they're like, you know, the cinematography of this series is incredible. Mm. The oh, basic really idea is, yeah. is really fascinating. Just for One or two episodes well. in, like they're they're on board with that. And yeah, yeah like that I think that is another thing, you for know, rewatching it this time and, and you know, in kind of higher quality than previous D V D qualities is you really get to appreciate the detail and the way that it, it is shot and animated. Like there is there is a real craft to it, you know, that that is above and beyond a lot of other T V anime of that time. What year was it again? 95? 95. Yeah, 95. Yeah, like for that time, when you think about it, 
and then when you watch it now and obviously it is so the cinematic like quality of it mm. and just the shots and that and you think that that was made in like the 90s mm. when it, it is so a time capsule just, yeah it's mm. time capsule it just stood the test of time and like like Andy was saying it's that seeing new generations enjoy it is just exciting because we are obviously in a much more progressive society and there's a lot more like there's a lot more things we discuss like mental health and like issues and stuff and that and I feel that Evangelion has managed to like live through all that progressiveness and then you look at now obviously it's like yeah Shinji has depression all the characters have their own like issues, issues yeah and when you're watching it as a teenager you're like oh it's just been a bit whiny but then mm-hmm. obviously when you're older you're like no he's got a lot of issues going on and it's you can like, identify it because everyone talks about it now and it's like I, I think my yeah. favourite thing is uh, somebody I've seen on Twitter has been do- is doing some great th- to their thoughts as they're watching mm. through episodes and one of my favourite tweets by them was surely with all their budget nerve can afford at least one therapist yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> it's like no we could have got no, the therapist the but budget, we decided to get an yeah, extra bullet for the big to, gun yeah, to build into that giant underground like, crater <laughs> do you know how much bullets cost for those things yeah. they're huge it's one's the size uh, of a car just design wise as well that series is just I love it just the fact that Tokyo 3 is like like, I was trying to imagine it. Like, I'm like, I was, when every time I watch it, I'm like, so who actually lives in the buildings? And like, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, I under, it's structurally, it's sound and it makes sense in that world, obviously. And I just love it when, like, obviously the Ava, like, a building comes up and there's just a gun in it. Yeah. And I'm like, where did that come from? Was that not an office, like, two hours ago? You know, and it's just, oh, it's great. It's just literally, like, why do people live in that city when it's clearly just... Like, they say it's the safest place, like, on Earth or in Japan, I can't remember. It's like, it's the safest place, within reason, but... At least in Japan. At least in Japan, idea, yeah. yeah, even though it gets attacked all the time, but, yeah, no, it's, it's been good. <laughs> so in terms of the binge culture aspect of it, because now that it's on Netflix, like you guys were saying, it's a whole new generation, but there is that binge culture aspect to it now. How difficult has it been to just not hit next episode? Well, you've got run on where it like does next episode in 12 seconds and yeah. I'm just not reached for the controller <laughs> eventually, eventually Netflix will stop you and say uh, are you still watching oh yeah you still watching my no maybe I don't know <laughs> but yeah I mean I, I didn't I didn't binge through it because as I said no. I did that I did that when I was younger and yeah it's I personally found that a bit of a mistake to do because that was a poor life choice is that what you're saying yeah there's a lot going on in Evangelion I mean you can certainly watch it in significantly sized chunks yeah, but like maybe an hour like three hours like, like four episode DVD four volumes I mean you can yeah you can do it in those chunks it's just there's a lot going on I mean there's a there's a lot to kind of decompress with and especially in the later in the second half of the show when things really start fucking hitting the fan when they go on holiday in a manner sure. of speaking <laughs> but yeah there's a lot going on there there's a lot to decompress and there's a lot of information that will be thrust into your eyes and that's not just like the subliminal messaging stuff no it's just I don't, again it's I don't want to give too much away yeah. on this for anyone who hasn't watched it it's just I mean as uh, Andy was saying you get a different perspective on, on it uh, being older now than I did when I was younger when I was a teen first watching it but still watching it again I yeah there's bits later on the associative memory it suddenly dug up was really took me by surprise mm. was surprisingly strong and there's 
yeah, there's just a lot. There's a lot of uh, emotional decompression that goes on, and a lot of things it covers. And especially if you get into the show as well, and you're enjoying it, it will it will affect you as <laughs> all good media will. So suffice to say, folks, there will be more talk on Evangelion coming because I know other people in the office want to discuss it. I want to talk about it when I've had a chance to watch it. But there is another aspect of Evangelion that we want to discuss because this past weekend at the time we're recording, there was a big sort of 10-minute preview that happened at various places around the world at various points. And uh, it's like, you said it's actually been like, there was an actual stream of it. Yes, right? it, was, it was, uh, yeah, it basically the, the premiere was at Japan Expo and they actually live streamed the entire event. So they had the singer of the opening theme of Evangelion there. They did a whole bunch of stuff. And then they screened the first 10 minutes of the film in uh, in Japanese with French subtitles, which is somebody who understands a bit of Japanese and a bit of French. It's pretty weird having two foreign languages being thrust at you at the same time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I got to check it out via that, and Kiefer's actually there. So. Yeah, I was going to say, we have, yeah. we actually have like an on-site correspondent who, uh, who <laughs> saw this 10-minute preview of whatever, is it 3.0 plus 1.0? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, that's, 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 yeah. Just, let's not even talk that, about that. That's enough. Decisions. I've watched Neff already. That's too <laughs> that's much. A for another day. But, uh, but yeah, so um, so we have our on-site correspondent Keith. Welcome. Um, <laughs> so, 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 so give us like sort of first of all, obviously, tell us what how you felt about watching it and stuff. But also, what was it like actually in the building? Sort of give us like an idea as to what the crowd was feeling was there like anticipation well, the, in the air or the, the crowd was pretty damned excited and especially because uh, there was a short uh, set at the beginning by the singer of Cruel Angel Thesis I mean she she did a few other tracks as well but when she kicked in with Cruel Angel everybody just lost their shit plus it was amazing live oh, as well oh really it sounded <laughs> almost so it's almost, sound, almost sounded just like it did on the actual oh man yeah. she could still knock out a tune yeah she <laughs> yeah she just fucking nailed it it was amazing so yeah everybody was pretty g'd up by the time uh, the footage started playing but before the actual main preview did there was a quick recap of each film <laughs> okay sorry to be I'm just like imagine trying to recap this film yeah well that's the thing one and two was fine because yeah. they, yeah. they, they, they follow the you know yeah. the original series relatively closely mm. it's obviously in the second film it starts diverging but I've only seen the third film once and I forgot how completely fucking bizarre yeah. everything got. I remember when I first watched the third film, it's like it's been so long since I watched Evangelion and not had a clue what was going on that it was just great to be back in that I have no mm. idea what's going on place again. So, yeah, I forgot the weird situation things were in by the end of that and I was like, oh, bloody hell, yeah, I'm going to have to... <laughs> so, yeah, I picked up the third film so I can watch that but, uh, again. But, yeah, then the uh, fourth film kicked in. As Andy said... Uh, Japanese with French subtitles, but that opening 10 minutes is basically one long incredible fight sequence, and by the end of it, you can pretty much, even if you don't understand what's being said, you can put together what's happened and what's going on by the time that clip comes to an end. Yeah. But yeah, visually, it's fucking stunning. Absolutely goddamn stunning. Um, very curious as to see what weirdness is going on in the world, because the, the things that they're fighting in the opening sequence are like weird... 
look like weird fusions of Evas and angels, and it's just like what's the name of the first one you see in the TV series? Oh, I can't. The long armed boy Ramia. with the pointy face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, for some reason, I want to see Nathaniel, but that's yeah, just yeah, I think that's yeah. There's all these like angel Nathaniel, Nathaniel, whatever. Yeah, there's there's all these like weird machine wolves. All the long armed boy with a pointy face. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's that description you give the police. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's like weird fusions of uh, Ramiel and Eva's from the looks of it. The screaming one. <laughs> oh god, the geodesic. No, but yeah, it's it looks incredible, and I, I think the main thing I'm going to be most interested in when it comes out next year, as apparently it will, which the. It better do because all, all the branding for everything is, is out yes. Evangelion twenty twenty. So. I remember. I'm very confident about. I mean, I called it count. ages ago. I said Tokyo twenty twenty Olympics is when it will come out. I mean, they can do the exact last day of that year as well. That is true. Well, and, and also, I mean, you're keeping up with the, the mythos of Evangelion. They can deliver the final film like ten minutes before the first theatrical screening. Yeah. Like somebody desperately running with a tape. <laughs> yeah. Like here yeah. you go. Because now with the power of the internet, they can just. Send it across everywhere to all yeah. different films. Oh, but yeah, it's. I'm going to be interested to see how and if they do actually wrap everything up with the rebuild films in I'm, this I'm fourth skeptical. film. <laughs> yeah, I can't I'm help skeptical. thinking in the ultimate act of because uh, Anno just loves fucking with the audience. And it was all a dream. Then. <laughs> Not even that. I wouldn't be surprised if we got to the end of the fourth film and it's like surprise, fuckers. There's going to be more. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, although I, I wonder at some point whether Anno wants to do any more of this. I mean, this fourth film seems like it's been such a mission to kind of, you know, get get it yeah, I to mean, completion. I, I reckon it. I personally, I reckon it will round off for this new film universe, and we'll probably get a break from animated projects for a while. But I think, much like Gundam, I reckon because there's, I mean, there's loads of kind of spin-off universe mangas and other stories yeah. anyway. I wouldn't the Shinji Ikari raising project <laughs> yeah shit like that I mean I wouldn't be surprised if down the line we're going to just see uh, multiple different Evangelion series again just sort of like different directors different takes on yeah. things well I mean even if you look at the Japan Animator Expo you know yeah, they had exactly. um, what's his name uh, Shigaraki do like a, a 3D CG one there were some other weird spin-offs Everything yeah because there's been yeah, there's been lots of interesting event. shorts based around Eva so Patamar Inverted director whose name escapes me did one as well uh, it wasn't an Eva one but that was one of the Japan Animator Expo mm. shorts so yeah, yeah there's I, a, I mean it's such a uh, well established and pivotal thing in the animation space for Japan that, and yeah. there's loads of directors who would love to take a stab at either I reckon either a short or a series of their mm. own taking on with their take on the whole Evangelion mythos. Maybe the fourth film will end by then going to four three aspect ratio and just playing to start a TV series. Well, mm. I mean, oh. this, is, this, is, this is one of the enduring fan Ooh. theories that the entire kind of Shinji's entire existence is just a constant kind of loop that keeps coming back around again and again, and that the rebuild films aren't a retelling; they are just another iteration of Shinji's okay. existence. Yeah. So you know, maybe it's that like, wouldn't be the weirdest thing that could happen in that it's like film. Legend of Zelda and the different links. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe we'll get a timeline, <laughs> like a legit timeline of how this is all unfolded but yeah but yeah it, it looks amazing but then the, I'm, I'm wondering if it'll be like the third film or the first wait, the, <laughs> yeah. yeah they did the first bit which was also an amazing fight sequence sequence but then the rest of it was I enjoyed it don't get me wrong but I was mm. sitting there going I have no clue what is happening <laughs> no, I, didn't I hope that this all comes together in the fourth film because <laughs> otherwise 
Yeah. I mean, that, that first 10 minutes certainly throws a lot at you in terms of what's going on. So, I mean, again, I don't even know, like, where that fits in terms of, like, you know, timeline compared to, to film three. Like, has there been a big gap again? Or is that just straight after? Like, I, don't think, I don't think there's as large a gap. No, but it feels characters. like there probably is a gap of some description. And so there's, there's certainly a lot a lot of blanks that is going to need to fill in and it probably won't fill all of them in no. because it's Evangelion. No, my, my, my favourite reaction to the uh, fourth film preview is uh, there's a, a native Frenchman I was with at the time who, when I asked did he enjoy it, it's like, what's the point? He destroyed the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Spoilers. If you're going to have it in there, why would you destroy it? That's why he's there. It was a problem. He was not happy with oh, that. No. Yeah, so, so, yeah, I think one, it was for the greater good, though. You used well, it to yeah. destroy a horrifying. Yeah, so that's what he is. Angel Eva. That's why they premiered it in France. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> literally, yeah. And that's why the stream was in Japanese and French subtitles. Yeah, yeah. It is literally. Well, that's the thing, because I didn't realise people hadn't clicked to that, because even before the preview, because of that weird poster that they had with all the red girders, I'm like, oh, that's, on, that's the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, but I. Because, I, I mean, it's one of the weird things about Evangelion. Oh, I suppose is people might have assumed Tokyo Tower, maybe. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I mean, Evangelion, it's yeah. never really kind of directly had analogue to kind of our world because like even their Tokyo is a new Tokyo yeah because well, yeah, yeah. the original the, underwater the, yeah the yeah. first one got yeah blown up Tokyo it, 2 it, is the same the, thing uh, but second impact yeah. yeah but it's like yeah the fact that there's anything kind of existing that's recognisable to us is kind of like a weird concept in itself for me because yeah. Evangelion's always been very much its own thing mm. so uh, what was the reaction like at the end of the 10 minutes like actually in the building itself a round of applause, as I recall, because yeah. <laughs> everybody was suddenly like, you know, because obviously everybody's brains are then switching into massive overdrive, just you know, fan theorying and wondering about you know the little tidbits of information that got dropped in mm. and what could it all mean? Yeah. And where are the other, where are the other characters? Yeah. What's going on? Mm. So, which I mean, that 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 ten minute clip kind of finishes quite nicely with that in terms of what's happening with some of the other Evangelion units and perhaps the characters because it kind of hints as like oh you know this is part of our grander plan uh, so that's all, all interesting but it seemed like there was a, a pretty big cheer like a little bit before the end of that clip because there's a really fantastic moment again based around Paris where it's just like it's just a bit of classic Evangelion just oh, yeah. kind of dropped into like the Paris setting that everybody was just like yeah come on <laughs> I mean, should we even mention? Well, it's been it's been screened. I mean, oh yeah, people can can look it up. We should we should put a spoiler warning before this section, I guess. Just yeah, yeah, because yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah, uh, at the end of this thing where they've uh, they they activate uh, a load of uh, either part storage silos that have been under the buildings oh, of Paris, like yeah. in Tokyo Three. <laughs> just suddenly so cool. all the, yeah, but it, it's all like it, it's all Paris because unlike uh, Tokyo Three, which is a completely new construct post Second Impact. It seems like Paris is just Paris still in this in this earth, and just all these traditional Parisian buildings suddenly, yeah. and underneath there's the fucking Eva lockers with all sorts of stuff in there. That's just great. I love because it. with with nerve with an EU logo on it. It's yeah. Very, very topical. <laughs> the French branch. Because okay. that, yeah, because that's another thing that was always hinted at that well. well Talked about in the series, and that there, there were other branches of Nerve yeah, it was around a worldwide world. thing, yeah. basically, because it's this massive worldwide yeah. effort to make these things mm. to take on the angels. 
So it's quite interesting to actually finally see properly a or at least part of a facility yeah. outside of what we've been used to in the franchise. Yeah, well, yeah, because because yeah, because in the TV series you only ever really hear about them when they blow up. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. Ameri- the American like, one explodes. Yeah, just like, oops, <laughs> another one's gone. Well, there we go. I think we're going to wrap it up there for the Eva talk, folks. Hope you enjoyed that. And again, there'll be plenty more coming because I know other people in the office want to discuss it. So there's <laughs> going to be a <laughs> there's going to be some interesting takes on it, particularly from perhaps a first time viewer of Evangelion, yeah. which I'm sure we're all looking forward to hearing about at some point. You guys will have to wait and see, especially if we actually end up doing another podcast, which hopefully we will. But thank you very much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed listening. Let us know what you thought. If you didn't like it, don't tell us. Uh, make, sure you visit, make sure you visit alltheanime.com. Make sure you hit us up on the social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We are All The Anime. And you know what? If, if you downloaded this through iTunes or you found it on SoundCloud, leave us a review. Preferably five stars. I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. You know, subscribe, all that palaver. Not that, well, I mean, subscribe and see if you get another episode is probably the way to put it, I guess. But well, hopefully, hopefully. No. Well, that's the plan. Like the, the plan is genuinely to get this thing up and running again because we wanted to do it. Make those images. For you no, I know. Yes. Do. Yeah. It's uh, not ho- 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 done. I know. Ho- hopefully, you guys would have seen the new podcast art that Cat has designed for us. I was thinking of busting out at some point, but I wanted to figure out properly how to integrate it into like the logo and stuff. Just slap it in there. <laughs> so either way, you'll be seeing that soon in one way or another. <laughs> but but thank you very much for listening. We've been all the anime from myself, Jeremy, from Andy, Keith, and Cat. We are Team All the Anime. Signing out. Bye. 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 See you next year. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. <Whoa. laughs>